Hello, Hope family. I am glad to be with you today. We're going to keep reading through some of the Psalms and taking little devotional thoughts out of these really amazing poems that uh, in the first book here, most of them written by David. And it feels almost like we get connected to this uh, famous child of God, this this king who uh, God made some promises to and uh, just because of his heart for the Lord. So it's an opportunity, almost an invitation into that heart that we can live in as well. So today we're going to read in Psalm 40. I've called today Patiently Waiting. As we kick off the month of December, I think patiently waiting is probably apropos. It seems to fit as we remember back to our childhood and waiting patiently for Christmas. I feel like we don't wait patiently for Christmas anymore. I feel like now we rush ourselves around until Christmas arrives and then we kind of not collapse exactly, but uh, we reach the finish line almost at full speed. It's one of the reasons I think Christmas Eve has become such a big deal is because it it really gives us permission to stop. And it causes me to think maybe why don't we have permission to stop before that or give ourselves permission to stop? I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe there's some deeper thought there. But today we're going to read Psalm 40 verses 1 to 3. It says this, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He has put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. So I read that and as I get to verse 2 and talks about he lifted me out of the slimy pit, he, he took me out of the mud and the mire, set my feet on a rock, gave me a firm place to stand. This is the testimony that David wants to share. And he uses very creative words. And I think that as we look at, as we read it, we are meant to relate to it. We are meant to see our own experience in it through those, those uses of pictures and metaphors and similes. He lifted me out of a slimy pit and even not just a pit, not just a, a hole that I couldn't get out of, but a slimy pit where I couldn't get any traction. The harder I tried, the, the, the more I exhausted myself, the, the reality is I never got anywhere. I could never do anything um, out of the mud and the mire. And those pictures are pictures of being stuck, pictures of maybe not even being able to move because I'm, my feet are sinking into the mud or uh, every time that I do move, I get dirtier, I become uh, deeper into my problem because I'm in the mud and the mire. And what the Lord did is he took me out of there and he put my feet on so solid ground, a firm place to stand on a rock, something that will never sink under me and a place where I can operate from. I can see around me. I'm not down in a pit. I'm up on a rock. My feet are firm and they're not sinking into the ground. The poetic contrast there is meant to help us see that his salvation is like that. It's like rescuing us from a hopeless situation. And the harder I try, the, the worse it gets. The, the dirtier I get, the more exhausted I get into this gift of God that he's done for me, lifting me out and putting me up on a rock. For a lot of us, that's our testimony. We know that from the time that we were saved or from some time in our journey with Christ where we found ourselves boxed into some mess and we didn't know how to get out. And the harder we tried, the worse it got. He is the one who lifts us out and sets our feet on a rock. So that is David's testimony. Then there's this outlook. 
that comes from that in verse three, he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise. I'm so happy about it. I'm so overwhelmed by God's goodness and grace that I write this music. I can't help but but sing about God's goodness, God's greatness, God's faithfulness to me. And as I do that, it's it, what I start to realize many will see and fear the Lord putting their trust in him means as I, as I share what God has done in my life, as I am overwhelmed with it and I can't help but let it pour out, then God will use my testimony to bring others into the kingdom. God will show his goodness through my life so that others will be invited to trust him. That's a privilege we have. I think at Christmas, it's a privilege that we have maybe even in a greater measure than at other times of the year. Looking for opportunities, not to try to twist people's arm into coming into uh, the, the kingdom or being a part of the church or even just accepting Jesus uh, as their Lord and Savior, but instead to declare the faithfulness of God and allow God's Spirit to use that to pull others in, to believe that His goodness is enough, that His work in my life is the answer to my life and not just mine, but other people's as well. I think many times the way that we try to give testimonies is this dynamic of, I have it all right, you need to be like me. And that's not the way David presents this. David presents this like, man, I am hopeless without Jesus, and I can't stop thanking him for all that he's done. So as I pour that out, I think other people will need it too. And that commonality really begets the testimony he wants to sing and the results of many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. So I say all that, and I haven't said anything about patiently waiting, because the setup to that is verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord. What David is saying here is, this is how I got to where verses 2 and verse 3 were. Because in verse 1, I patiently waited for the Lord. We do tend to skip over that, especially in our Western culture mindset. We jump right to the results, right to the end, and how fast can I get there? But David's point is, I didn't get there when I thought I should get there. I didn't get there just because I pushed really hard or acted really well or thought of a lot of good reasons why I should get there. I waited for God in his timing, in his power, in his goodness to show up. And what I did while I was waiting is I believed that this was what was coming, that God would bring rescue and that I would be glad that I waited on the Lord instead of trying to fix it myself, that instead of trying to get myself out of the slimy pit, he brought me out. And his salvation was complete and full and gave hope and peace to my life because he did it instead of me. I waited patiently for the Lord. And one of the things I have to believe when I'm waiting patiently, and I think we all know this from experience, he turned to me and heard my cry. Believing that God hears us, that he cares about what I have to say about my experience as I pour out my heart to him, that it matters to him. Where I am and the pain or the fear, the doubt that I'm experiencing as I give it to the Lord and I wait patiently, as I am determined that I will enduringly trust God with this, that is what produces. He lifts me out of the slimy pit and sets my feet on a rock. And I would say this, it's not that God responds to my faith so that it determines whether or not he does. A lot of times God lifts us out of the pit either way if we're his, but It certainly determines whether I see that he's lifted me out. I know people that God has brought miracles and rescue into their life, but they can't see it because they're so determined that something bad is going to happen next. I see it and it fills me up with joy because I waited patiently, because my faith 
endured, and I chose faith day after day after day. Today, if you're waiting for God to show up in your life in some area, in some spot, would you believe that God is actually going to come through? that he's going to lift you out of that, that he's going to put your feet on solid ground, that one day your heart is going to be so full as you see what he has done that you can't help but sing about what he has done for you and that God will use your testimony not just to benefit your life, but to draw in people around you that you care about, people that you love as you wait patiently for the Lord. I think there's something about waiting patiently in Scripture that's different than how we look at waiting patiently. Maybe we need to start looking at waiting patiently as a gift from God so that His glory will be known, so that people that we love will see Him, know Him, and trust Him, and so that I can be sure and clear in my life that God is the one who rescued me.